There's no question about it. War is ugly. It's devastating. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. Uh, and it's it's just flat out horrific. Mm-hmm. Right? As we've seen over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. the events that are playing out, out in Ukraine as Russia has invaded mm-hmm. Ukraine and the various messages that are coming at us about that. It's it's a travesty. Mm-hmm. It's devastating. Um, it's hard enough to sift through it as parents. Right. How are we then as parents to steward the hearts and minds of our children mm-hmm. through this, if at all? Right? So that's what we're asking today. That's what we're going to answer, hopefully today, or at least get, get you thinking about today um, through this episode of Fierce Parenting. So let's go ahead and do that on the other side. hard for us even as just adults to sift through what's happening today because you have so many different voices there's social media there's Mm -hmm. all these I mean it's hard to even know what is true because there's been a lot of fallacies that have come out Uh, so it is a different type of war as we're seeing and so again how do we how do we live in such a way that we can we can teach our kids these truths how can we that war is a part of life and we Mm. have had so much peace for so long, but if we look at the Old Testament, if we look at the Bible, there's so much war. There's oh, so and much history. And history, yes. Yeah. And so, uh, we're here today. We are here today to help. I think equip you and give you permission to talk about these hard things. This is just one of the many, many hard things yeah. uh, that parents get to talk to about their kid, uh, to their kids about, uh, because we we get to steward their hearts. We get to help lead them in these conversations. Yeah. And I think that God has uh, given us a gift in that. That again. Things like pain, things like death. Uh, where is your sting, right? God has already overcome these things. And so how do we uh, present that hope? How do we show yeah. them that in these conversation, conversations? How do we put meat on the bones mm-hmm. of those statements, which if we're not careful as parents, they can become trite truisms in our households. If we say, hey, you know, God is king. Jesus conquered death. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's There is no greater truth. Right. <laughs> but... We, as parents, need to put meat on those bones, meaning we need to show our kids and tell them about the details of this. What, how do we see that Jesus has conquered death, mm-hmm. even though we see so much death happening sometimes in our world and currently yeah. in our world? So uh, this, I think, is a timely conversation. Before we do that, I'm Ryan. This is my lovely <laughs> wife, Selena. Selena, sorry. And we are the author's facers, <laughs> faces, not the facers, the facers. Faces, faces of... Fierce Parenting, Fierce Marriage, The Fierce Family here on YouTube. Uh, So thank you for joining us. It's an honor to have you. Thank you for giving us your time. We hope to make good use Mm -hmm. of your time. If you do find this content valuable, uh, you can help us in a few ways. You can, on the podcast, on the audio side, you can leave a rating and a review, uh, especially for the Fierce Parenting podcast as we're trying to build up a good kind of bank of ratings and reviews. If you've enjoyed this, if you're you're watching us on YouTube, Mm -hmm. go ahead and subscribe to this channel. Uh, Hit the the thumbs up button on the video. Mm -hmm. Leave a comment if you have a question. This might be one of those topics that generates a lot of questions. Uh, So we'd love to see those and interact with you in the comments there. Okay, so our uh, mission here at Fierce Parenting, because I want, I think we should always say this, but our mission here is to point parents to Christ and encourage them uh, in the gospel. And so talking about things like war, uh, how can we point you mm. to Christ and help point point your kids to Christ, right? How can you as a parent help lift their eyes uh, and yeah. show them the hope of Christ? Obviously, there's the work of the Holy Spirit uh, that he has to do in their hearts, but how can we present to them uh, in the true way of, of what is actually yeah. what is going on in the world today? Yep, and we'll hopefully be faithful to that mission here mm-hmm. today. 
so I've specifically framed this outline, this conversation around talking to not just children, but young children. Mm. Okay. And so we're not talking about necessarily two years old, you know, or that, you know, younger. It's like elementary age. Of age. Yeah. So I don't know. I think our second born is five. Mm. I think she could probably get some stuff out of a conversation around this. Um, And maybe even earlier than, than five. It depends on your child. So obviously this conversation, we're going to frame it in that way. Some of what we're going to talk about, you can apply to the older ages, but we just want to make that kind of disclaimer. We're thinking through the lens of talking to young children, elementary Mm -hmm. age children about tough things. So, um, here's where I want to start this conversation. These hard talks with our children are where our worldview rubber meets the road of real life. Mm -hmm. Okay. So our actual worldview will come out Mm -hmm. in how we process these, the details that we're receiving around hard information. I mean, think about nine 11 when that happened over 20 years ago. Now, what were you doing? Like it's so seared in our minds and our hearts we were, I was just uh, going into college mm-hmm. and uh, I remember thinking and, and I was already filtering those events through my worldview and my parents were doing the same thing and my friends were doing the same thing. We're filtering them through our worldview. And so this, this will be filtered. This is kind of where our worldview comes mm-hmm. to actually bear its full weight. Um, and because it's a true tragedy, right? It involves eternal stakes, mm-hmm. right? There's death, there's killing souls are at stake. There mm-hmm. are, Christian brothers and sisters who are fighting to mm-hmm. uh, continue perpetuating the gospel in these war-torn regions, mm-hmm. right? When there's bombs and guns and mm-hmm. things happening, like this is happening right now as we're right recording now. this. Yeah. And so these are real life stakes with real human lives and there's eternity in the balance for some of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we talk about how to talk to our young children, mm-hmm. we really need to, we must know our truest and deepest object, objective, excuse me, when it comes to actually having the conversation why in other words why even have this conversation with our kids couldn't they just play and get on with their day and not worry about it not hear about it they're not tapped into you know the various news outlets like they're just doing their thing it would and it would be so much easier i think as a parent just be like you know what we'll just talk about it later we'll talk about it later but i think we miss a valuable opportunity um to share christ in the situation and to uh give them a real real life experience uh and to teach them how to even just pray for people and children their age across. Anyways, I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead. So, you know, you might be on the same page with us and saying, yeah, we need to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. But our deeper question is why have it? Mm -hmm. Not just should you have it, but why have it? And some might be tempted to say, well, it helps them make sense of the world, right? Because they're headed out into the world. They need to be able to process events like this. And we agree with that. Um, It might, in in the similar way, prepare them for life. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why we need to have the conversation or we want to get in front of it. We don't mm-hmm. want them to hear about it from their friends. They don't, we don't want them to hear about it. You right. Know. We want to be their first <clears throat> source of information. Yeah. We, we don't want them to be confused. We want to head off the confusion. Which these are not the bad reasons. They're all very good reasons, right. I think. Or maybe you just feel like you need to get it off your chest because, <laughs> you know, it's like this as as a parent, I need to do something with this information. So yeah. I better talk to them about it. And so it's kind of you do it out of a sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. While it's Selena, Selena, you did say this, that mm-hmm. we do agree with a lot of those reasons. I think as Christian parents, we have an even deeper goal than that. We need to show them somehow mm-hmm. in the midst of this horrific conflict, the good news of Christ, even in the middle mm-hmm. of this immense, unimaginable fear and suffering. So that's our objective. Mm-hmm. It's not just keep them up to date on world issues. It's not just equip them to live a life mm-hmm. that is you know, well-balanced. They can deal with hardship. Mm-hmm. But it's to show them somehow the goodness of Christ mm-hmm. in the middle of this conflict. 
So we aren't just, and here's the contrast, is we aren't just to help them make sense of the world. We must help them do so in light of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Because making sense of the world is, is a worldview, right? The humanist worldview has a way of making sense of yes. these things. Every worldview has its way of making sense. Right. And so if Christ is, if, if our biblical worldview, we're seeing these big events through, I mean, just look at any relative or somebody that's not a believer, someone you know, mm-hmm. and how are they perceiving this event? Right. Just listen to their narrative and you'll get a very clear understanding of where they're coming from. And hmm. so, again, like you said, we're not just preparing them for life, although that is a byproduct, right, of, of showing them the good news in these hard situations, um, which these hard situations are happening everywhere. Right. It's been in the Middle East for decades. So I guess to, to I don't want to be like highlighting it is an event because it hasn't it is just on the news and it is happening, but it, there are, these things are happening every day around us and, and we need to just be understanding yeah. of and aware, I think of that truth. Um, so yeah. So yeah, we're not, you started saying this, but we're not just preparing them for life, but we're preparing them for a life of what? Of loving, right. honoring, cherishing, obeying Christ. Yes. That's the objective right. in this conversation. So that's why, and like I said, that's why the worldview is so important mm-hmm. because we cannot grapple with the difficult questions of life until at least we can't grapple with them into their full depth and their full resolution, right? We can kind of pretend Maybe. to grapple with them. Sure. But until we have our worldview in place, sure. we can't, and, and I argue, and any Christian would argue, that until we have our worldview rooted in the person and work of Christ, yeah. we can't grapple with these hard questions to their full resolution. Well, um, and, it, and then if we can't do it as parents, how can we possibly expect our children to? Right, and it won't. it just won't make sense and it won't hold up like against these hard things. I just think people, you, you just give up at some point yeah. because you're like, I just, the weight of all of this is too much and it's yeah. Um, without Christ. Yeah, for sure. So um, to summarize it, we, we, we talk about this, these issues, specifically the Ukraine, the battle in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine. We want to talk to our children about it because it's a discipleship opportunity mm-hmm. and it is your job. It's our job as parents mm-hmm. to be the ones having those first conversations with our children mm-hmm. and not just having the conversations, but using those conversations to point them to the goodness of Christ. Right. And I haven't shared this yet, but we we watch something called World Watch. It's uh, World Watch News. It's like a Christian news outlet. These people have, have decades of experience in the newsroom, and then they've decided to uh, basically have their own hmm. <laughs> news station. So it's World News in 10 minutes every day. Very family-friendly. They warn you about anything ahead of time. Um, but we've been watching it, uh, the war or the invasion yeah. sort of unfold and, you know, our five-year-old is like, mommy, that's really far away from us though, right? And I was like, well, yeah, but these kids, I mean, they're just like you. They have mommies and daddies and um, they go to the store for food. They, yeah. you know, they're they're fighting and they might not see their daddies again. Like this is a real thing. And you can see the wheels just kind of turning and turning. And so, again, not making it so far off, but bringing it home and understanding that, well, yeah, this is a hard thing, but you know what? we can pray for them that there are other people that love Jesus that are there and they are trying to help others in the name of Christ. They're trying to love people. They're trying to help serve uh, to the glory of God. And so, um, those are just the types of conversations. So up to this point, we've talked about the why. Yeah. And that's why I love how World Watch ends. How do they always end it? They always end. I almost cry every time. Literally it's, uh, no matter the news, the purpose of the Lord will stand. Oh, just, I feel yeah. like I was on the news there. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's just perfect. So, and they're not paying us to say any of that. We just, I just love it so much. So. Yeah. So that's kind of the underlying why is we yeah. want to help our children connect real life with that statement. Mm-hmm. No matter the news, the purpose of the Lord 
will stand. Mm -hmm. And so how do we do that? So why? Now here's the how. We have five different kind of points. Uh, The first one, and we've already touched on it a lot, but it's tell them the truth Mm -hmm. about it. Tell them the truth. All right. You don't want to gloss it over, gloss over war or gloss over. No, like this is a horrible thing. Be real about it. Um, I I read an article um, on the Gospel Coalition. They were talking about how uh, war is more the norm than peace. Mm. And that's absolutely true. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's the norm, uh, in the sense that it's more common. It's not the norm in, in the sense that it's okay. Right. Right. Well, and that makes sense in the sinful, broken world that we're right. in, right. That hearts would, uh, war against each other. Yeah. And we're extremely unique. And I think our, our viewers, our listeners would recognize this, that we are extremely unique as a culture in that we are experiencing unprecedented, unprecedented time of peace and prosperity. Mm-hmm. Like think about this for a second. Okay. You go to the faucet, you turn it, what happens? Fresh water comes yeah. out in the West, most con- m- most communities in the West, right? Think about this. If you go to the store and you want to buy food, there's food available to you. Ideally. Most of the time. <laughs> if, aside from all the distribution issues that we've been having. Uh, think about number three. You go to the sleep. You're in the silence of the night. You're not fearing or hearing gunshots or bombshells. Yeah, or worried about someone coming to your door, an invasion of some sort. Yeah. For the most part, like, right? Think about that. That is a very unique experience in throughout the throughout human history mm-hmm. and the, the peace and prosperity that we experience as a culture and our children are growing up in that we grew up in that and right. so we oftentimes we i almost like i find that my tendency is to deny that that like this this these sorts of conflicts could visit us on our very doorstep like because i've never experienced it right but it's really not that far away yeah and so uh we have to be Real with them about, okay, mm-hmm. this this is what we're experiencing. And just know that this is not necessarily the norm for much of the world. Right. N- nor was it absolutely not the norm for all of human history. So, yeah. And, and we contrast that with our kind of... Yeah, I mean, you talked about our greatest worries kind of in the first world. I would call them first world problems. And don't take that too far. But feeling good, looking good, feeling affirmed, confident, smart, accomplished. These are not wartime worries, right? These are... Yeah. You say peacetime concerns, I say first world problems, and I'm very guilty <laughs> of them myself. I'll be the first yeah. one to say I'm very guilty of that. Um, looking, watching what's happening in Ukraine and Russia, uh, it definitely has a way of orienting like your heart, your soul, your mm-hmm. mind. Like as an individual, you are saying, I mean, and looking what was happening in Canada with you know all of the. <laughs> the protests and whatnot and, yeah. whatnot and worry people are worried about food and water and their bank accounts and all of these things and i'm like these are not that far from us like how right. orienting is that right to live put yourself and your family in a war zone and that that is a very hard thing to do and so i guess in those moments and in while we're watching what's happening um, are we looking to christ in our hard moments yeah. and that that might just be a theme that we need to part of this conversation in discipleship like your life is not always good and your uh work as a person is not always to just keep it good that's not your work well that's good your work is to do what the what god has put out in front of you whether that's hard or not enjoyable but there's joy in it because god says there's joy in it well, and do it unto his glory and too. do it unto yeah. his glory you know we sit here we yeah. don't know what to do and I was listening to someone say, you know, then you just do the next right thing to his glory. I mean, if that's praying for the children in Ukraine, you do that to his glory. If it's feeding your own children, you do that to the glory of God. Like whatever Mm -hmm. we do, right? Do it unto the glory of God. So we have so many amenities. We have so many tools and resources. It's so easy for us to say, oh, well, I'll just fix it instead of 
practicing that first step of God, you are my provider. And let's talk about this with our kids. God, kids, God provides for us. Yes, mommy and daddy work, but God is our provider. He is our source. How can we praise him for these things that he's given us? When Praise God for lack, for mm-hmm. need, for hurt, for pain. Yeah. These are things that draw our hearts and souls close to the Lord and reorient our hearts um, to the things of God and the things that are important. I mean, if you, these are wartime, right? Wartime uh, yeah. orientation of your heart and your soul. I mean, think of the spiritual warfare that is constantly happening that we can't see that is our battleground. Yeah. Right? Are we living with an urgency? Right? Not a fearful, uh, not in fear or not like we're lacking things, but um, are we just always ready in every season to share Christ with whoever is asking? Or are we sitting there afraid? Are we ready Mm. to, you know, stand up for Christ when we need to? And that decision is made every day. Yeah. So, from the grand perspective here, we're we're showing them an accurate picture Mm -hmm. of this world, this this universe, this cosmic reality that God has placed us in, that God has created. Here's, let's see this accurately, children. Mm-hmm. War is real. War is maybe nearer than we think. Mm-hmm. Peacetime is a, a, a more uh, abundant blessing, a more ridiculous blessing than we often realize. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's seeing accurately. The second one is now help them make sense of it. So give them reasons. Like mm-hmm. So explain this conflict, right? So this is a discipleship opportunity. It is. Human nature. You can't know the politics to the depth that right. people are giving you, right? But how can we explain this from a biblical worldview? Right, and the internet makes us feel like we can just know everything. If we just, <laughs> if we just spend at least five minutes on it, then we know everything there is to know. Like, we kind of have to resign ourselves to the fact that there are professionals that still don't fully understand why this is happening, yes. but we do have scripture, and we do know that Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That tells me something about me. It tells me something about you. It tells me something about our children and something about Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. He's sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All the people that are following him, all the people that are pulling triggers, whether they realize why they're doing it or not, or whether they're feeling coerced or not, we are all sinners, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. That is a discipleship opportunity mm-hmm. to help understand the state of us in our sin. Mm-hmm. Now, we need rescue, mm-hmm. right? We, we always talk to our children about um, whenever they're fighting or whenever they're arguing or they're bickering or they're not being generous and kind to one another. Uh, what does sin do? Sin destroys. Sin always destroys. And that's what's happening in this in this conflict mm-hmm. in any war that we see. And so the other thing is mankind has deceitful hearts. So we are sinners, mm-hmm. but we also know that the heart is deceitful, the Jeremiah uh, mm-hmm. 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things, and it's desperately sick. Mm. <laughs> Who can understand it? The heart is deceitful. Okay, hear that. It's not just that I am thinking wrong things. It's that my heart is tricking me. Mm-hmm. It's lying to me. It's deceiving me. And it's desperately sick. It needs a healer. And it is not something to be trusted, no matter what Disney movie says, to trust your heart. Your heart is not to be trusted. Our girls will pause every movie and say, no, that's not right. We do not not trust our (laughs) hearts. That's one of the things that we've hammered into. I know. This is inside into the... Just follow your heart. And and Del will pause it and say, shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say that. Heart's deceitful. Yeah. Um, So here's one example. So in this particular conflict... um, and we have to kind of understand the geopolitical dynamics of what's going on. And I read a really good article about, it's called the, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's about the righteous kind of mission of Vladimir mm. Putin. Like basically why he thinks that he is doing the right thing. Mm. There's this phrase that always just grates on me in the weirdest way. It's that one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Mm. And that's not to justify what Putin is doing, but it is to say that the heart is deceitful. 
right? Because not everyone is fighting for this for, for true truth. Right. Everyone thinks they're fighting for for what's true, mm-hmm. but they've been deceived. And so we have to we have to really come to grips with the fact that what is our truth? Not our subjective truth, but what is our objective truth? Who is the source of truth that we are going to hold on to? And we have and one truth. answer: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. I'm the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except so through good. me. So this is an opportunity to root our children once again in the truth, mm-hmm. the capital T truth mm-hmm. of Christ. Um, one article, I actually, just to illustrate this point a little bit more, one article I read called The Invasion, uh, like I said, A Spiritual Quest. And here's the quote. Putin regards his spiritual destiny as the rebuilding of Christendom. Wow. That Christendom based in Moscow. And it was in Kiev where Vladimir of the Rus, so this is uh, uh, over a thousand years ago, um, he mass baptized the entire city of uh, of Kiev, right? And that was seen as kind of the birth of Russian Orthodoxy, mm. Russian Christendom. And so Putin has said, adopt an Orthodoxy. Uh, it, it, that act predetermined the culture, the civilization, the human values that unite the peoples of Russia. So all the Baltic nations. And so he sees Kiev as like this, like he has to go back because he wants to bring back that same sense of 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 national Rus- Russian Orthodoxy. Mm. And to do that, Kiev is critical. And so now we start to see. I question that too, though. I'm like, is he using that? (laughs) Yeah, there could be so many more. And I'm I'm using one article in one perspective. There's a lot of arguments, but to the point is, is like worldview, yeah. And then how do you filter through that? Of well, the heart's deceitful. That's where he says he thinks this, but from the outside, we can we know that this is not right and good and true. Look at the fruit, yeah. And uh, don't child, don't let your heart be deceived. Yes. When you think something is right, that doesn't mean it's right. It go means to the Bible, yeah. Go to scripture, go to Christian community, go to real Christian community, not just, you know, quote unquote Christian community. People actually act as Christians in your life. <laughs> um, so that's the second one. So help them make sense of the situation. Yeah. So we, we have this, uh, we, we, we've looked at, okay, here's the reality. Here's making sense of it. Now where's the hope in this? That's number three is give them hope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they need grounding truths. I'm just gonna go through these quickly because we're running short on time. Uh, they need, so these grounding truths. One, here's a grounding truth. We fear God, not man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I read this passage today and I just love it, Isaiah so 8. Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy and do not fear what they fear nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear. And let him be your dread. Mm. Right? We have a dreadworthy God. And and hear me, what I mean by that is not that he's just this dreadful God. Right. But he's worthy of our dread. Like we need to revere him as God. And when we do that, there is immense eternal peace and hope. Right. Well, and Jesus said, uh, do not fear the one who can destroy the body, but the mm. one that can yeah. and the soul, basically. Yeah. yeah. So So he and part that. of him being dreadworthy and, and it. Is, it means we have a right view of him, but we also must have a right view that he is forever loving and good and true. Mm. And all who call on him, all who call on God, he rescues, he adopts, he redeems, and he restores. Mm. So our hope is not in man, it's in God. Okay. Here's the next um, rooting reality, I'll say. Our hope is in eternity, not tomorrow. Mm. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3.11, you want to read that one? He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart mm-hmm. without the possibility that mankind will find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. That's the NASB translation, which I love because it it's no more wooden translation. Mm-hmm. It says without the possibility that he will find out the work which mm-hmm. God has done even from the, the beginning, um, the beginning even to the end. Okay, so 
for children, it's hard for them to think past today, but we need to root them, remind them uh, that our hope is not in tomorrow. It's not in today. It's in eternity. Well, and I want to be clear too, I think, or just reiterate this truth that when you're saying these things to your five-year-old, even your three-year-old, when you are saying that vocabulary over and over and over, uh, that repetition will stick with them when they're older. I mean, think about the things that your parents used to say all the time and they're still stuck with you. These are the things, these are the habits, the vocabulary that we want coming out of us, that's pouring out of us daily so that in those hard moments, in those trials, when our kids are older, because they're going to face bigger battles than we have, those truths will come to mind. Remember, you're sowing seeds that you will reap a harvest that you might not see, Mm. but God knows and God is asking us as parents to sow those seeds. That's good. Our hope is in eternity, not mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, the third like grounding truth is we know that God is good. Mm, amen. Okay, We know that God's good. Uh, Psalm 136, right? That's the so one that good. goes through his love endures forever. Mm-hmm. And it says a statement, his love endures forever. Another statement, his love endures forever. We don't have time to do it here, but there are some in there that are really relevant yeah. to today. Yeah. We know that God is good. Remind your children that God is good, that our hope is in him. And then to, to make that really to drive that point home, mm-hmm. ask them to count a few blessings. What are some ways that you feel blessed today? Mm. Well, you know, they'll have a hard time. They'll kind of resist it. But after some time, they'll start to realize, wow, God has been good to us. Mm-hmm. His, his common grace and his, his very specific grace is all over our lives mm. because he's good, not because we are. Yeah, um, so good. The, the final grounding truth, at least for today, is this, that we know that God is good. But we also know that God is in control. Mm, talking about sovereignty of God. Psalm 46 says this, He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. Mm. God is in control. The Lord of hosts is with us. So that's number three. Give them hope. Show them hope. How to, how to walk through your children alongside a war like this, specifically mm-hmm. Ukraine. Number four. Now talk with them. You've laid the stage. Here's the reality. Uh, here is a way to process the reality that's going on. Mm-hmm. Here's how we interpret what's going on through uh, kind of the nature of man. Mm-hmm. Now we look at kind of who God is and how we have our hope rooted in him. Now let's talk. What is that? Mm-hmm. How does that hit you, child? How does that, how does that land on your little heart? Mm-hmm. Does that make you afraid? Let's talk about fear. Yeah. Let's talk about why we fear. Let's talk about how God has, has, has quenched our fear. Mm-hmm. Um, does it make you worry? Let's talk about worry. Right. Does it make you confused? Let's talk about confusion. <laughs> Do you understand anything that I'm telling you right now? <laughs> Those are some of the questions that come out of my mouth when you talk about these hard things. Um, and I think it probably goes without saying, but when you say, when we end in Psalm 46, like, I will be exalted in the earth, the Lord of hosts is with us. We're saying a collective us, not just, this is not a U.S. like us. This is a, like, not, it's not a United States us. It is God's a people. God's people us. Yeah. So I just want to be clear about that. Um, so yeah, talk, talk with your kids, ask them questions and they may not always have answers and that's okay. And I think, you know, the one thing to do is if you don't know, just say, you don't know, like yeah. I'm going to go look it up and we talk about it later or bring them alongside you yeah. and say, let's go look at this together. Cause I don't know. Don't feel like you have to make up a good sounding answer. No, your kids are your kids. Yeah. You're not trying to perform for anybody, right? You're yeah. just, you're journeying along with them on some yeah. things. So yeah. So that's the fourth one. The fifth one is. Pray with them. Pray with them. One of those things we should be doing as part of our discipleship anyways. But again, what an opportunity. Again, fear, lack, uh, 
insecurities, questions of not knowing the future. These are all opportunities for us to disciple our children yeah. uh, in prayer, uh, in scripture, and in knowing God. Yeah. So, viewers, parent, mm-hmm. God has called you to this work. He's also calling you unto him, right? If you're, if you're watching this war unfold, mm-hmm. you've watched over the last two years as this pandemic ha- has ravaged, ravaged our countries, mm-hmm. ravaged our planet economically, uh, the health of people. Mm-hmm. If you've watched that in fear, this is a reminder to you that you need not fear, mm-hmm. that you have internal God who's inviting you into peace with him first mm-hmm. and foremost, and then peace on earth, right? And in, 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 because our peace is rooted in him. So mm-hmm. I guess this is just our invitation to you that if you don't understand mm-hmm. what we're saying in terms of what is the good news of what God has done for sinners through his son, yeah. uh, Jesus Christ, then go to this website, thenewsisgood.com, and then you'll learn all about the gospel there. And uh, we just invite you to put your trust in Christ mm-hmm. because that is the only place that you'll find peace first and foremost with the, the dreadworthy God mm. who also loves you and who has died for you mm-hmm. and who has invited you into his family. Mm-hmm. The news is good.com. Check that out. We encourage you to do that. Then once you check that out, talk to somebody in your life, you know, who believes in Jesus and start that discipleship process yeah. with them. Hopefully a pastor get rooted in a good local church. All right. With that, let's pray. Lord, I, uh, we just pray first and foremost mm-hmm. for, um, the people fighting in Ukraine. Lord, the soldiers there and the civilians there who are uh, perhaps afraid. Mm. Uh, they're afraid for their very lives. Lord, may you strengthen them, strengthen their hope, be their hope. Lord, we pray for the brothers and sisters in you, the, the brothers and sisters in Christ that are fighting mm. to continue to present the gospel and to disciple people through this conflict. I pray that you would equip them, encourage them. Mm-hmm build them up and give them supernatural means by which to accomplish the goal and the the mission with which you've sent them. Lord, we love you and we pray for the hearts of our children as we have these conversations, the hearts of these parents as they go out to talk to their children about these things. May you give them the words to say and may they continually rest on your sovereign grace. Mm. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This episode of Fierce Parenting is... In the can. And we'll see you again in about seven days. So until next time... Stay fierce. Stay fierce.